0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the American Journal of Gastroenterology podcast. This is Millie Long. I'm one of the co-editors-in-chief of the Red Journal. And today with me, I have Dr. Mike Way, who is clinical instructor of medicine at Stanford. And we are highlighting his study, which I like to call the tiny polyp trial, which we're very excited about. So Mike, welcome. We're thrilled to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Millie.
0: Oh, this is great. This is one of my favorite studies, so I'm really excited to jump in. Give us a little history. So tell us a little bit about your research question and why you wanted to do this particular study.
1: Yeah, there are a couple of things that made me, just want to do the tiny polyp trial. And the tiny polyp trial started when I was a fellow. And so as a fellow, you stumble between going through the forceps and the snare. And one of the questions that you always have is, does it really make a huge difference between using these two techniques? And so the other big piece was the USMSTF in 2020 came out with their guidelines for how polyps should be removed and the surveillance of these polyps. And so one of the big pieces that I noticed was for subcentimeter polyps, the recommendation, in order to reduce the risk of interval cancers, the recommendation was to remove all subcentimeter polyps as best as possible using cold stamp. However, as I delved a little bit more into the evidence behind it, it became a little bit less clear whether there was a whole lot of evidence surrounding these very, very small polyps, specifically polyps that were less than or equal to three. And so because of that, we decided that maybe it was time for us to start a trial that specifically at polyps that were less than or equal to three, hence a tiny polyp trial.
0: Well, that's, and to start this endeavor as a fellow, this must've been a labor of love. How long did this trial take you?
1: The trial from the concept to actually starting took a few months, three to six months or so. And so this was, we had this idea towards the end of my first year. And then in the beginning part of the second year, that's when we started the trial. And so this is a collaboration of the pathology team, the endoscopy team, and actually the nursing staff at the VA Palo Alto Veterans Affairs Hospital Palo Alto, all were involved in the study, and everybody was so enthusiastic that it actually made my job really, really simple.
0: This is great. Well, and so now I know our listeners are are waiting to hear. So tell us, what were the main results of your study?
1: So the idea of the study was to look at complete resection of polyps three millimeters or smaller, looking at cold forceps compared to cold snare. And this was a non-inferiority randomized clinical trial that we had done. And so the way in which we identified complete resection was after removing a polyp, endoscopically, then we did two additional cold forceps biopsies at the edge of the resection site. And the definition of resection was at these biopsy margins, complete resection is if there wasn't any abnormal mucosa in these biopsies. What we found is as we looked at about 280 polyps, 140 polyps in each arm of forceps versus cold snare, we found that the incomplete resection rate of these cold snare and cold forceps was just 1.7% in both groups, which from our standpoint met the non invariant definition for us, which suggested that there was a big difference between cold snare and cold forceps.
0: So this is great and very, very clinically applicable. You know, one of the things you mentioned is that you used a non-inferiority design
1: with this trial.
0: Would you mind talking us through what that means from a non-inferiority standpoint?
1: Yeah, so the idea behind a non-inferiority trial is when you are comparing two different groups where you think there isn't a huge difference, then a non-inferiority trial allows you to have a relatively smaller sample size for you to be able to demonstrate that there is no difference and so the pieces of information that you need to figure out are one your alpha two your power and then your non-inferiority margin and so there is a percent that you have to be able to determine that you want that you think above that non-inferiority has been met in our particular case for example we picked our alpha to be five percent our power to be ninety percent and our non-inferiority margin was negative ten percent so when we calculate out the difference between the two groups we then identified the confidence earnable Such that if the confidence interval, the most negative of the confidence interval, was greater than our negative margin, then we met the non inferiority criteria.
0: No, so that makes sense. What we're saying with this margin is that you would accept about a 10% difference amongst the groups and still say that that is not inferior to each other. And then that's the margin of almost error kind of within there, you know, saying that they're, they're pretty much the same. And I think that's reasonable clinically, obviously. Now in an ideal world, it would be even smaller, right? Like 5%, 2%, but obviously that would mean a much larger study. So I think within that margin, you all showed that these two modalities of polyp resection really have a similar recurrence rate, or, or you know residual tissue rate, which is great for us because in some instances it's a lot easier to take a cold biopsy forceps for one of these small polyps, and I think you showed that it takes less time as well to do the biopsy forceps removal.
1: Yeah, it was significantly less time, and this was even though we had fellows involved in 20% of the cases. Even for the attendings, we did notice that it was almost double the time to use a cold stare, about 40 seconds for cold snare compared to 20 seconds for the forceps group.
0: Great. Were there any areas where the cold biopsy forceps didn't do as well as the snare?
1: Yeah, one big area that we noticed was the unblocked resection versus piecemeal resection. So when you use a cold snare, because you're able to put the snare around the polyp and then get a nice margin, it's much less likely for you to have to do a piecemeal resection. And so, in our case, our on block resection rate was way over 90% for the cold snares. But for the cold forceps, I think about 15% of the time we ended up having a piecemeal resection.
0: However, obviously, when you looked at the residual tissue there, there was no difference amongst the two arms. So, you know, obviously, most of us from the society and multi society guidelines kind of have said, okay, four millimeters and up, it's clear, you know, we should be using a a snare in those scenarios. What Based on the results of your study, what do you think our listeners should take home in regards to how this could change their practice for these three millimeters and under polyps? What are the best practices based on your study?
1: Yeah, I think from our study, I think the argument that's being made is that we don't have to be concerned about whether we have to use the forceps or the snare to remove polyps that are three millimeters or smaller and which allows a little bit more leeway for practitioners to be practical about what's going on at that particular scenario when they're scoping. I think whenever possible, cold snare is always great because you're able to get such a nice margin. However, in some cases, you're, for example, you're very loose, and it's very hard to get to that location. You're unable to turn it to six o'clock, and therefore it ends up being a lot easier to use forceps. So that's the case, go ahead, use the forceps. Don't worry about making sure you're using the snare in order to do this. Other scenarios in which this is helpful is if the forceps is already being used for other clinical indications, such as ruling out microscopic colitis or doing IBD surveillance, if you already have the forceps open for use, then if that saves you time during the procedure, by all means, go ahead and do it as well.
0: No, that's a great point. These can help potentially with efficiency and while not sacrificing that quality. I have to admit, I've used this with some of my fellows when they're really struggling with that position of the snare and we've already had a forceps open and, you know, it's a one millimeter polyp. I've said, go for it with the with the cold forceps. we have data now that that's okay. So right. I think it really has helped from a clinical practice standpoint. And what an exciting project to complete during fellowship and come to fruition. And we're thrilled to have it in the in the pages of Red journal. Uh, and congratulations, Dr. Wei is new faculty at at Stanford, and welcome, and we're excited to see more of your work in the future.
1: Thank you so much.